it's it's the woman who basically saved my mother, my grandmother, and sixty other young women uh, in uh, Auschwitz-Birkenau. Um, she has a very very interesting and different story that it's it's hard to see anymore. And um, she was born and raised in Vienna for a, a very wealthy family, very well known musical family, the Mahler family. She was uh, Gustav Mahler's niece. And her father was uh, Arnold Rosé, which was the the main um, uh, violinist or conductor of the orchestra in Vienna. And um, and that's how she grew up. Afterwards, she uh, she grew up and she uh, got made her own um, women uh, orchestra. That was the the waltzing girls, and they traveled across Europe and they were very successful. Uh, so she had a very uh, good name in Europe in the music uh, area, and um, and her family they converted into Christianity. So she probably she was aware probably of her Jewish roots, but they they didn't absorb Judaism in uh, or whatever they didn't absorb it at all. Um, Afterwards, when the war came, then uh, she understood that the Nazis were after her also, even though she wasn't Jewish. Uh, she was Jewish enough for them. So she ran away together with her father to London, and he stayed in London. But she went to the Netherlands, to Amsterdam, uh, because she believed that Amsterdam would stay neutral. And then uh, in Amsterdam, she was uh, doing a lot of music in underground um uh, house concerts, which were very successful uh, all over the Netherlands, and uh, and then when the war, um, when the Nazis um, started getting closer to the Netherlands, her friends uh, they got her somebody to marry with the uh, Christian guy, and they thought maybe it would help her to stay, but it didn't help, and in the end she ran away uh, to. She tried to run away through France, and she got caught in uh, um, she got caught in Drancy, I think, if I remember right. No, she was she she they took her, she got caught in uh, Dijon, I think, and they took her to Drancy, and then from there to Auschwitz Birkenau to the experiment block. At, at the experiment block, uh, she was um, supposed to get uh, to go to the experience. And then uh, some uh, Dutch uh, musician, Jewish mu- musician, Ima Spaniard, she recognized her. Uh, and they, in the beginning, they didn't recognize each other, but afterwards, because they both had no hair. So they recognized each other. And Ima was working as a nurse at the experiment block. And she said, um, okay, uh, you know who this is. You know, this is Ama Rosé. You know who you have here? And so the... Um, the woman was in charge of the uh, experiment block, I think, uh, forgot the name. Uh, she gave her a violin and she played the Chardash of Monty and then they discovered who she was. And then the minute the Nazis uh, understood who she was, they told her, okay, we have um, an orchestra, it's not the best, but you're going to make something really good out of it. And this is your ta- task now, you're going to create something amazing. And that's exactly what she did. She started um, interviewing girls who just came uh, for labor work. And if they ever played an instrument, 
they got called uh, to Alma and she made an audition. And that's how she auditioned my grandmother who came from Poland and she studied to, how to play the mandolin. Um, but she wasn't any good or, or something. So she gave her the mandolin and she was, she was really bad actually. And Alma said, oh, I'm sorry, I can't uh, get you into the orchestra. And um, so my grandma, was, she was happy because she wanted to go back to her friend. She didn't know that it would save her. But after five minutes, somebody called her back and said that Alma Rosé wants her to go back to the audition. So she went back. She didn't understand why. And then she always told the story that Alma was looking into her eyes. And it, she told her, when I look into your eyes, my heart doesn't let me to let you go. She didn't understand what she wanted from her. She really didn't understand what she wanted. But she just wanted to save her. And so uh, she said, officially, you would be uh, a copy, um, copyist. Uh, you know, they copied uh, the letters. They didn't have the printers. So that's what they would say to the Nazis. And unofficially, you would be my maid, my helper. And so she was basically her servant. She uh, cleaned her boots. She made her food. She warmed up the tea for her. She did everything, and she was very close to her. Uh, it was very hard for her because she was also illegal in Auschwitz. She was illegal uh, for the Nazis, but I took care of her. And this just one story of Alma saving my grandmother, but I can tell you many, many other stories how Alma saved other women, uh, but you don't have time for it. So um, we're going to show on the ceremony today. We're going to tell more about it. Um, so she saved so she saved women by bringing them into the orchestra, which was relatively safe for them. They wouldn't be uh, sent to the gas chambers. Yes, uh, when they were in the orchestra, they uh, they had um, a little bit better food, a little bit more food, not much, a little bit. They would have um, they they had some warming uh, inside of the orchestra for the instrument because Ama said that the instrument they need to be warmed, otherwise it won't be good. So, you know, you can say that basically she wanted the girls to to get warm. And they had they 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 had their own toilets inside. They had more they had better standards, you know. They, they it was still very bad. It was Auschwitz Birkenau, but they had a little bit better than the rest. They had uh their bed it was for one person, not not for six or ten, you know, the way it was uh in the rest of the camp. And anyway, so uh, along the war, there were many stories to, to show how Alma saved the girls. Uh, one day, uh, Alma, the, the Nazis, they called her Frau Alma. They addressed her as Frau Alma. For them, uh, they gave her respect. It's unheard of in Auschwitz. One day, uh, Alma, she came to my grandmother and she told her that they want they want to take her to be a conductor on an orchestra in Kelse, which is a city nearby Auschwitz. And um, my grandmother said she doesn't remember if Alma said they are taking me away and you you're gonna stay here all to die, or that's how she felt. It's probably what she felt, um, because Alma said it in a way that you know of course everybody wanted to leave Auschwitz, but in a way that she felt guilty that she's leaving the girls behind. And 
And a day after, she was invited to a um, birthday party at the camp. Ama was invited to a birthday campi- uh, party uh, by um, Frau Schmidt. Frau Schmidt was uh, a couple, German uh, asocial. She was probably a criminal that the Germans arrested in Auschwitz. But the Germans, of course, they had higher... Um, um, higher jobs there. So she was a couple. She was uh, in charge of the reclading's camera, the dressing room. And uh, she was uh, very jealous of Alma. Uh, she was well known uh, to be a jealous person and not so nice. And she invited her to a birthday party. And uh, we never know the true story, but uh, most probably from what we know, she poisoned her on purpose. Mm. And uh, that night, Ama went back to the block and she woke my grandmother at 5 a.m. in the morning or 4 a.m. You know, one of, or 5 or 4. She said uh, she told her to come to her room very fast because she's not feeling good. And um, when my grandmother uh, went out of the bed and came to the room, they didn't let her go in anymore. And they took Ama to the Riviere, to the hospital of Birkenau. And uh, the Nazis, they tried to uh, they tried to revive her. They tried to save her life for two days in the hospital, uh, but uh, it didn't work. And on the fourth of April, uh, 1944, uh, she died. And also something unheard of that they made uh, a ceremony for her, like a burial ceremony in Auschwitz. Even uh, Josef Mengele came to show his respect. Do we know how many people Alma saved? She saved about 60 women that we know of. 60 women uh, from the orchestra, most of them Jewish. Um, And she, on purpose, fired the non-Jewish musicians and took Jewish musicians because she knew that the non-Jewish musicians, they would have better chances uh, to survive than the Jewish musicians. Now so you are pers- you are at the ceremony today as the granddaughter of uh, one of the people she saved, your grandmother. Are any other survivors or relatives of survivors at the ceremony today? Yes, absolutely. Uh, there's going to be Hilde Simcha, which is uh, the last survivor in Israel. She's uh, 100 years old in one month. Uh, she's going to be at the ceremony uh, there is also another uh, survivor in London, Anita Lasker. Uh, she's unfortunately not going to be, but she's go- she sent uh, a video of her speaking. Uh, there's going to be family of Rachel uh, uh, Zalmanovic. Uh, they're going to be family, the family of Hilde. Going to be family of uh, Violette from uh, France. Her son uh, Olivier came specially to the ceremony and he's going to say some words. 